Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Ope I Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Rachel. We're so glad to have you again. Mm-hmm. Hello neighbors. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Welcome to our space. Welcome back to our space. This is a, a safe space where all is welcome. Everyone's welcome. Um, all of the above. So on today's podcast, we have decided to talk about a topic that is near, very near and dear to both of our hearts. And I would almost argue is something that we've bonded over. And that is how much we both love a good crush. Yeah. We love crushing on people. We love talking about our crushes. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we just love a good crush. This is making me think a lot of the Mandy Moore song in um, Princess Diaries. <laughs> true. But true, true. actually this hasn't been on our list really for this episode but Princess Diaries is based on a book series by my absolute favorite young adult author, Meg Cabot, who has written my earliest, my most current, my most longstanding book crushes. And book crushes weren't really on our list to talk about in terms of crushes. Yeah, no. So I think that's a good place to start because I was thinking that we do need to talk about the impact of fictional crushes. I mean, I didn't put it down on our planning list, but so... Let's let's talk first and foremost about what is a crush or maybe like, let's go, actually, let's go back. Let's go back to young Tanya and Rachel and thinking about what a crush meant to them. Because I think we could argue that crushes change over time. Mm-hmm. Or at least in my mind, a crush has changed in my life. But let's go back to a young very nerdy Tanya with a terrible haircut um, that I will never show anybody. <laughs> um, and a young Rachel living in the, t- in the Texas heat. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about what, what kind of crushes did we have growing up on celebrities? I would argue fictional are just as important, but also those um, IRL crushes that definitely played a huge part on, yeah, <laughs> played, played a huge part on me. So Rachel, who I, would you say? Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Well, just, I'm, I was basically going to answer, I think what you were going to say. I feel like my, I know who my first crush was. He lived in my neighborhood in Houston and we had been in like, we had been in back-to-back classes a bit and yeah. Are we using names? Are we saying real names? It's hard. Like I would like to like say so, but I always like, I don't know. This like th- yeah. it, it, this feels like the one time we could say yeah. our first crush's name and not get into like any big mm-hmm. trouble, but I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I feel like mine are, but like the realistically, are they going to be listening to this? Like, right, <laughs> randos from Houston. So many of them, like their names, I barely remember. But I remember my first crush's name. His name was John Ball, uh, which is a pretty good crush name. I think mm-hmm. it feels it feels fictional in that way. You don't get a lot of double names. Yeah. Um, I mean, to all the boys pretty... I loved before, John Paul, yeah, right? I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. So he, um, he liked the Beatles, which has always been sort of like a, a base level um, friendship determiner, <laughs> crush determiner. What's your music? Um, what sort of music are you into? I actually I feel like on the whole music is not like a huge kicker some of them it's like the edges I know when we get to the edge and I'm like "Mm, that's a (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. like that for you I don't like that look on you but anyways the Beatles um I was pretty into the Beatles as a kid and randomly so was John Paul so 
we had that in common. He was also, he, they were like the cool guys, right? <laughs> of elementary school. He was a, he was a crush that many people had. Okay. Um, yeah. What was a cool experience for me having crushes on people in elementary school is that I was very tall and also chubby. So like very cool to be, I don't, five inches taller than most of the people in your class. Just like a really good space to be in. <laughs> really fun for yeah. for everyone yeah I think that's like something too because like I would say that um I was just a really quiet shy kid so I didn't really have any but like I would say that I wouldn't have I can't think of anybody that probably had a crush on me just because simply I was a teacher nerdy teacher's pet who mm -hmm. literally stayed inside from recess to read books so yeah that's the level of nerd you're working here. I was working with at the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I do feel like I cultivated like smart kid as, as a deflection in many ways. Also just yeah. a sort of pathological need to be right about things all, <laughs> of, the, all of the time, preferably. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my first crush, um, I don't even remember really like when I started, like I, I was thinking back to this, I was like, I feel like it was in sixth grade, but then I'm like, no, I think it might've been earlier. But anyway, um, his name was Travis and really all, like we went to school together our entire lives. Um, but I can't remember like what made me start liking him whenever I started liking yeah. him. I just remember him. He was the first boy that I was like, yeah, he's cute. I like, I like how he makes me feel <laughs> Very cute. when he laughs yeah. and stuff like, yeah. yeah. Um, again, like, I think we had a class together. Maybe it might, you know what, maybe we had a yeah now that I'm thinking about it maybe we were in a lot of classes together in sixth grade mm -hmm. and that's what made me start to realize that I really can't remember though but I do remember like I had a crush on him for a while because again small town didn't yeah. have a whole lot of options um I would say he lasted well into at least high school so yeah he good old Travis wherever he is right now <laughs> haven't paid that <laughs> wish much you well yeah, yeah, wish I you well. Thanks so much for being my first crush. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, same, same to John Paul. Hope you're, hope you're doing well. Yeah, but what about like, I would almost argue that for me, like I can remember celebrity crushes very easily. Um, yeah, and would say like they lasted for quite some time as well, and maybe even still, like we talked about Orlando Bloom a couple weeks ago. He's um, he's an early one for me. Yeah, yeah, I think my earliest one that I don't and back then because I was like so young it was like 2000s um the early 2000 like 2000 truly um was Backstreet Boys I was a huge Backstreet Boys fan Nick mm -hmm. Carter was like he was my first true celebrity crush because yeah. I was so young I don't think I knew that but I remember mm -hmm. thinking how cute I remember being obsessed with him and like that is so cute might even that might be harder for me than thinking about like my first at like real life classmate crush I don't I don't know who I would say was my first celebrity crush I also definitely carried a torch for Ashton Kutcher for a while and mm. then have like pretty much fully grown I mean like he's he's fine I have no I bear no ill will for, mm -hmm. for Ashton but he doesn't he hasn't like traversed my lifespan yeah. the way Orlando Bloom has yeah um I yeah I would say Nick Carter was like my first celebrity crush just the one that I can remember like loving the Backstreet Boys mm -hmm. and loving him like that's how I remember that but I would again like I said in the couple weeks ago 
Orlando Bloom was like my sexual awakening that like I real like I was like oh yeah. yes I I like him. <laughs> he's very attractive. I like this I like this one yes yeah I I have felt for a long time that my sexual awakening was actually David Bowie and Labyrinth um <laughs> as a very young child there's some things some like preferences that I have that I can really trace back to that, to his like constant smirking, his pants and that like, yeah. <laughs> so I wish, I wish that, or I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, I remember, this is my, my earliest memory of Pirates of the Caribbean was a, I thought that Orlando Bloom and um, Keira Knightley were going to be stuck on the boat together and they were going to have to like fight their way out. I, so I guess I kind of thought that it was going to be like, forced proximity romance where they like have to rely on each other and come mm. to appreciate one another and I was really excited for that and then when I saw the movie I was like okay not what I was expecting <laughs> more of like an unrequited love and she spends way more time with Johnny Depp which I also am not buzzing about <laughs> yeah there was like a disappointment I mean I love Pirates of the Caribbean I loved it then I've, I still love it that first one but I definitely expected something of that movie where they were gonna have to like bicker and fight it out uh and that's not <laughs> that there's no enemies the point to of the lovers. movie there's no enemies to lovers yeah no I mean yeah so Nick Carter probably was my first celebrity crush David Bowie in Labyrinth was yours Rachel I think and then both of but us I wouldn't even like call it a crush <laughs> like I don't I certainly wasn't like as a kid being like I'm gonna marry my I'm gonna marry a David Bowie like that was not the plan I think there was just a lot of like wow something about this I'm in a it's gonna well, live I, in my head forever <laughs> yeah I mean I would say like that's not I don't really yeah know I, mean, I maybe Nick yeah. Carter like I I mean I'd have to maybe talk to my mom but like I just remember like he was my favorite like I think that's what it is, yeah. is that I didn't yeah. really know what that meant but I remember like Nick Carter was my favorite Backstreet Boy yeah and I like again did I understand why probably not mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then honestly, like, I feel like my love for Nick Carter also just propelled me into having crushes on all boy bands for the rest yeah. of my entire life. Um, because I can definitely see, like, I after Orlando Blue, like, I was obsessed with Orlando, like, he was my first mm -hmm. true obsession, like, would collect posters, read any yeah. like interview that he did. Like, I watched fucking Elizabeth Town in high school. <laughs> because I was so obsessed with him. Like that movie's How terrible. dare you, a great movie. <laughs> no, it was awful. And even, what was the other one he was in? Uh, the mm. Last Kingdom, Kingdom some, the, mm. the medieval. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one was also not good. But I watched it because that's how obsessed I was with him. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after was like the Jonas Brothers phase. I went through like heavy into Joe Jonas, yeah. like <laughs> went all in. Um, I would say that those were the two great like crushes of, my like teen years forced like without a doubt like I definitely had a few here and there but Joe Jonas and Orlando Bloom I have a thing for you know? tall well no I can't even say tall Joe's short as shit and so is Orlando yeah. actually yeah oh my yeah, god I make so many connections mm -hmm. I don't I don't like tall men I like short mm -hmm. men with dark hair oh my god so many things are yeah. making sense now <laughs> <laughs> it all plays out in the end <laughs> yeah it all works itself out so what about like we talk okay so let's talk about fictional crushes because I if anything if I really think about it fictional crushes stand the test of time yeah, right like do. 
I, so I didn't read the Hunger Games until like college. So it would be, it was a little bit of a late one. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Peter Mallard is probably one of my greatest fictional crushes. And I like, don't care that I discovered him mm-hmm. as like a 19 year old. Like he, it, I, there's a level of like, I wish I had discovered him when I was 14. I think it would have been an even stronger crush. <laughs> But like yeah. Peter Malark is just one of those fictional characters that is truly too pure for the real world and will never exist. Like he just, he's he's probably, I would argue, one of my greatest fictional crushes after Ron Weasley. Like I do have to admit, Ron was always my guy in reading Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I have a thing for redheads. We don't need to dive into that right now in this podcast. <laughs> That'll take a whole <laughs> too long. But <laughs> yeah, Peter Malark, Ron Weasley, and then Jonathan, King Jonathan from the Atlanta, um, Alana, mm-hmm. the Song of the Lioness series that you're, mm-hmm. you're a fan of that series out there. Please let me know. I'd love to know. <laughs> you should I be listening to Jonathan. This, if you're into it. <laughs> His uh, dark hair and striking blue eyes got me every time. <laughs> my, one of my very first book crushes was definitely Nathaniel from The Witch of Blackbird Pond. <laughs> I yes he is in that book uh, a depressingly small amount of pages but he made his mark on me as I've mentioned uh basically any boy that Meg Cabot ever wrote about I have I would consider (laughs) a book crush um my favorite series of hers is the mediator series and the long-standing love interest in that is (laughs) 150 year old um Mexican-American ghost Jesse De Silva and he is also major major fictional crush and then rounding out sort of my trio so like if I had to make a trio it would be Nathaniel Mm -hmm. which a Blackbird Pond Jesse from the Meteor series and then Dave Mm -hmm. the Laugh from the Angus Songs and Full Frontal Mm -hmm. Snogging series who does not get the justice he deserves they only made one movie and there are 10 books in that series so in the movie, you see, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who might be interested in watching these or reading the books, I guess, um, that Robbie gets like all the focus is on him in the movie, rightly so, because it's based on just the first book and it's played by the very hot Aaron Taylor Johnson. So all great. All of that's good. But in the books, he, I mean, he's really only her love interest for like the first two, maybe the first three. And like she moves through, she's actually a great character for this. Georgia she is definitely someone who would be considered boy crazy which we'll be talking about here shortly but she's really just like learning what she likes anyways Dave Laugh is Pete character number one okay. I know who Dave the Laugh is because I only watched the movie the other two mm-hmm. I do not know um but yeah I think I would love to hear more fictional crushes so definitely uh leave any comments on our posts or send us an email about any fictional crushes that we're, we haven't named yet, because I, yeah, I feel like f- fictional crushes just like truly stand the test of time and mm-hmm. on some level, like set you, set us up for like what we like as we move forward. Like, because like, I feel at least for like book nerds, like us, bookworms, like us, like they, they're those characters that we fall back to and like, we just in real life men suck. And so like, yeah. I just go back to how pure and how like, if I met somebody like Peter Millard, I 
I would combust because he's mm-hmm. just, he's truly too good. And, <laughs> and I will say like PETA is really great. And my eye rolling wasn't, I struggle with the, with the hunger games as a series um, for some reasons that we do not have to get into. He is good. He's good. He's like the good part of a very frustrating book series. Yeah. Plus, I mean, uh, who doesn't want a man who will bake them bread? Like as somebody who is a baker and struggles to make bread, I could meet a man. He would round out your skills. Yeah, (laughs) he would. He would. Two girls. I will (laughs) say, I will, I will go on record um, about my, my fairy issue. So I recently started reading it's not even that recent now. It's like a month. We're like a month and a half into it. A Court yeah. of Thorns and Roses, and um, there's a character in there, Reese, who I feel like gets a lot of the attention on TikTok, which is fair. He's a good. He would be a good crush. He's a good book boyfriend. But my number one is Cassian, and I think it's important that people know that. <laughs> this is me, uh, as always, standing in my truth. Hashtag standing in my truth about yes, about my allegiance in those books. Well, I think we also maybe need to just. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time ever talking about Twilight, but I mm. do think that it is. If we're talking about fictional crushes and we're talking about who we were in high school, we were both Twilight fans in high school. I'm not sorry. currently. <laughs> I'm sorry to to have to yeah admit this, but yes. here we are. Um, and we were on two. We were on the opposing teams. I was yeah. Team Jacob in high school. Yeah, Rachel. I was Team Edward. I was team Edward. I will, I will pitch this to one of my favorite current authors, Blythe Robertson, who said it best that when you grow up and re- are reflecting on this, you obviously become team Jacob because team, well, not team Jacob, but well, Jacob Fox, that's the point that like, he obviously <laughs> was willing to like, see this through. He was down to clown and Edward does not fuck, was not down to clown at all. <laughs> First of all, he's a hundred and something fucking years old. Just, so <laughs> just natural that as you grow up, you rightly switch to Team Jacob because yeah. Yeah. As like hot as Robert Pattinson. See, I didn't really think Robert Pattinson was that hot in high school yeah. either. Like he was not really. And as much as I love Cedric, like Team Hufflepuff over here, all of that, like I love Cedric mm-hmm. as a character. I didn't really think Rob was that hot. I think he's yeah. hotter now, honestly. Like he's one that has he aged is, for me well. He's peak hotness in these interviews with Zoe Kravitz. Like yeah. for sure, no question. <laughs> but yeah. it does she, I mean, Zoe could punch up anybody, but like, yeah, their their chemistry, their their interactions, mm-hmm. I think make him hotter than like his stilted, unpleasant interviews of Twilight years <laughs> when he hated what he was doing. I mean, we all did openly Rob. disdainful. <laughs> we all did. It's fine. Yes. We got it. You and Kirsten have definitely been able mm-hmm. to rise above all of that and are mm-hmm. doing great for yourselves. So good job. Thriving. Yes. So something like in preparation for this podcast, Rachel, like I was thinking about all of the crushes that I've had throughout my life, both celebrity fictional and in in real life. And mm-hmm. like just reflecting on like what like reflecting on like what that meant for me growing up and like like how, I guess, to be honest, I was like called boy crazy sometimes by like friends that I had or just like people that I grew up with. And even like as recently as college was like kind of told that because 
uh, the one woman who called me that at that time was, I think, jealous because I started dating a guy that she also liked, but that is besides the point. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's made me like, just think, it's made me think about it. Like how, even as something as lighthearted as like having a crush on someone, liking someone, like we still, our society wants to like demonize female sexuality or like demonize, especially like young girl, like teenager sexuality and like tell you that you shouldn't, shouldn't like other people. You shouldn't like talk about liking other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, I'm just thinking back to that and like how much that. To me, I don't, I certainly, I do think society overall wants to demonize female sexuality, like baseline. Yes. But I almost feel like the, the issue with this boy crazy terminology is just, it's like the earliest sort of gaslighting that, that we start doing with, with girls, but like in some Mm -hmm. ways with people in general, just this idea that like you're expected, people expect you to have a crush or like expect you to start being interested in the opposite sex. And like, start exploring like I feel like it can be as much of like a a problem or a red flag or people would understand it less if like you're not interested in these things but then Mm. as you get interested and you start to show to show interest you immediately get this this label boy crazy and it's like well what am I so this is bad but like no it's not bad just the way you're doing it is something that we're gonna make fun of which is like why why what? what are we doing this for yeah, I mean, again, it's like just absolutely a signifier of the double standard that exists between at least the binaries and gender, like for men and women, for girls and boys. Like, don't show, like, you if you don't show that you, or if you don't talk about your crushes, if you don't have a crush on any person, on anybody, mm-hmm. that's effing weird. But if you yeah. do, you better only talk about it a little bit or only yeah. like in a way that is palatable to your friends, mm-hmm. even your adults in your life. Like, don't act talk about what it means to to think that boy is cute or anything like Mm -hmm. that um because and if you talk about the boy too much then you're boy crazy all of that stuff and there is a level too of like as an adult as a 30 year old now like I don't want any girl to be boy crazy because boys yeah (laughs) but like yeah but I like there's a level of like I want girls and girls teenage girls young adults like all of the above to like be able to explore their sexuality and like explore mm-hmm. who they like without having to be labeled anything like that. Like what either at the prude or your boy crazy or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think I was able to really as a, as a young girl, like having all of these crushes on again, fictional celebrity and mm-hmm. real life um, really realize like wh- how people, the way that people would maybe talk to me about that or like call me that like really impacted me. But like now as a 30 year old, I'm like, that really hurt. Like that sucked. Yeah. Because it, yeah. It, again, like it felt like I had to like suppress, suppress something that I didn't even have names, like a term for a way to talk about it because mm-hmm. growing up in purity culture, like in the culture that we just in general of like growing up in a Christian household, a conservative household, like not even really being able to talk about, um, mm-hmm. talk about these things on some level that it just, yeah, it like, it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And it definitely carries me through like sometimes now even as an adult like I worry like talking too much about my dates going on dates the boys I like like I still sometimes in the back of my head I'm like am I talking about this person too much yeah <laughs> do my friends yeah. really give a shit about this like what like what is that level and I think it all goes back to yeah being labeled boy crazy as a 13 year old girl who's just trying to figure out 
why she felt a certain way when a boy looked at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we need a new term. Well, I mean, we don't need a new term because the idea, like, we're not trying to name what that is. It's just like right. being a kid, figuring shit out. <laughs> right. Being a kid, doing stuff. I also think, like, like thinking about this a little bit too, like, that's kind of what happened with, like, Taylor Swift, right? And I think that's why I think so many women and young girls, especially, like, when Taylor hit the market, like, felt heard and seen. Like, I yes. know I did. There's a reason why the Swifty army is deep and wide. Like it, there are layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I remember the first time I heard Taylor Swift, it was on the bus to school. I heard Tim McGraw. I was like, oh my God. And then teardrops on my guitar came out and I was like, I think our song (laughs) might be, that might've been the first one I ever heard. And I loved it. Yeah. No, I remember I was obsessed with teardrops on my guitar like to a level of like I don't know if I can think of a song before then that I was obsessed with as much as that song because again Mm -hmm. I felt it felt as a girl who was super nerdy and had all of these crushes on boys who did not like me back because Mm -hmm. of like various reasons like I just felt so seen and heard from Mm -hmm. hearing this one stupid little song not stupid it's great song but you know what I mean like thinking back and like also just watching like how Taylor was treated throughout the media of like dating all of these boys and men um, as she grew up and like there was a level two of like like so many of us women who grew up with Taylor also went through a phase of not liking her because of like internalized misogyny like Mm -hmm. I definitely had that in college for a time it is it's funny when I think about like my women friends which are basically all my friends are it when I reflect on their relationship to Taylor it is interesting like to think who who has gone through those phases, who was like true blue the whole time, saw the message, got it from the start. And it is, I do feel, I still don't have a huge relationship with the Reputation album. It just feels like a bridge too far for me. And I do think part of that Reputation was like the throes of the Katy Perry feud. It was like right in the midst of the Kim and Kanye stuff. And I do feel that my internalized misogyny towards Taylor was coming out a bit of like, oh my God, what, like one more thing, just one more Taylor Swift drama. And of course now, particularly in the Kanye West place that we're at, it's like, oh, okay, this is, yeah. (laughs) I was processing some external factors that didn't really have anything to do with Taylor. And maybe I just don't like reputation because I just don't like the song that much. It's like just too poppy for me. We got too far from the lyrics. But now we're back in like Misty Woods, Cardigan Territory, and I'm right back on track. <laughs> My software yeah. has been updated. I'm back with Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think for me, like, I, it was definitely when she went more pop, like, I just couldn't quite get into it in college. Mm-hmm. Then I also like, again, I, men that I liked, boy, I'll call them boys on some level that I liked in college were like, oh, Taylor Swift, blah, blah, blah. So on some level, I do think that part of it was I wanted to impress them or mm. whatever. Cause I don't, I don't think I ever really cared much about the, some of the drama. Like it just, for me, I think I was trying to impress the guys I liked yeah. in college that I wasn't a huge Taylor. Like I didn't want to be, mm-hmm. well, I wasn't one of those girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I wanted to distance myself from those girls, which we all do at some point mm-hmm. on some level um, in mm-hmm. our lives because we're we're taught that other women are competition. Yeah. Um, for again, dumb boys, especially very stupid boys, very stupid yeah. boys. And yeah, Taylor Swift is 
one of the greatest songwriters of her generation Mm -hmm. and yeah deserves Mm -hmm. everything she's gotten the success not the bad stuff but I also like was thinking back on crushes as a kid um and like how the bolt like like how we were socialized as like young girls to like crushes or to have crushes I mean and to like talk about them but then also Mm -hmm. like how young boys were socialized so like again like someone who had a shit ton of crushes and on some level didn't mind care like I was a good boy crazy but boys were taught like if you like a girl you gotta be mean to her or like on some Mm -hmm. level right like how many times did I hear that crap I don't know if you heard that ever growing up yeah well I didn't I mean I feel like the I don't know that I ever heard that instruction like this is what you should do but I definitely heard that the flip side of it was like if a boy is is like being mean to a girl it is because of a buried emotion that yeah that's what I meant yes feelings for her yeah that's what I meant to say like I don't think I ever really heard that so it's like where does that come from then like if, if if we're being told as girls, oh, if a boy likes you, that means he's mean to you. If a boy, mm-hmm. if a boy is mean to you, that means he likes you. Goodness, I can't talk tonight. But if no one's telling boys, yeah, where's the that, message? Where is that coming from? Like that seems so bizarre to me. Like right, like I can't imagine even a dad sitting down and being like, if you like a girl, son, you gotta be an yeah, asshole. Be to her. Like, I feel like it's it's born out of so if you if you like someone you want to get their attention and then it's like in any attention is good attention situation and I just feel like because because of the messages that we give boys related to like how you get attention too Mm -hmm. often that moves to like what for girls is negative interaction and what for boys is just like tried and true this is the way it goes yeah the whole again boys will be boys added right yeah like yes yeah, like if you aren't getting the attention you want, act out, do something hurtful, yeah. harmful, yeah. dumb, whatever. And yeah. usually girls yeah. um pay the price for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I mean I like I another like somewhat fictional crush that I had growing up was Gilbert Blythe in Anna Green Gables. <laughs> and I feel like that is like a perfect example of that. And like when the story starts off, Gilbert is pretty mean to Anne by braids into ink and mm-hmm. tying them together and just like being mean, overall mean to her yeah they end the series with them being effing married <laughs> like, yep so I, yeah I feel like Isn't that's that how it goes it that's is just how it, it turns out yep I hope that I like, will say oh go ahead well no mine was stupid just that Nathaniel and the witch of Blackbird <laughs> was never mean <laughs> it was always good Oh, I mean, think, yeah, Ron was the same way, right? Like, again, I mentioned yeah. Ron Reesley is my favorite. But looking back, like, he treats Hermione like crap. And it's because is, he likes her. He doesn't like, know what to do. Yeah. He has the most emotional journey of, like, I know Harry Potter, like, literally dies in order to save the Wizarding World. But no one goes through more emotional turmoil <laughs> than Ron Weasley. Ronald Weasley. No Ronald one. Billius Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. But like, and so it's, it's like in kind of ingrained in our society for some, I mean, for lots of reasons, patriarchal bullshit reasons, but I do hope that we're starting to kind of shift the narrative like a little bit. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell my nephew that or my niece that, um, or any of my, any of my nibblings, um, that knowledge that if a, a boy is mean to you, that means he likes you because like that does 
like I don't think so many people think about like how that can translate to an adult of like mm-hmm. the the idea of like oh he 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 hits me he treats me like crap but he still yeah. loves me it's like no he, he that's not hate. love like it also like true. the direct line between being mean to girls when you're young or being mean to anyone um to like this negging culture of mm. the alt-right is like but that's a straight line <laughs> that negging yeah. is like literally treating people like shit in order to get get a reaction out of them and yeah. bring them around this like reverse psychology bs yeah yeah so yeah i'm hoping if we could try to like change that narrative uh for the upcoming generations and i do think we are like i i think we're i've seen that like online and stuff like that like that's all just it's bullshit so mm-hmm. i think it's getting better yeah. I think it's always going to persist in pockets, but I think on the whole, I mean, I, I think that we're considering just psychology and long-term psychology more than ever before that right. I think as millennials grow up and think like, how did my experiences as a child, how are they affecting me now as a 30 year old? Like the more that's happening, the more yeah. like millennial kids are going to be raised with, with that in mind, <laughs> with mm-hmm. creating these like well-rounded little humans and then raising them into big humans I feel like as I've gotten older though like do you feel like your crushes crushes have changed as you've gotten older because when I was thinking about this podcast like I I kind of feel like mine have I feel like mine have had to change because I have a really cool tendency to crush on people who are already in relationships. So it has <laughs> evolved it from like, as a kid, I think when you have a crush, you are, you like, you don't really understand what's going on, but your the thought is to like be around them as much as possible. Right. But like right. to the crush, when I think about my crushes now, it's a feeling of like, wow, you, you're like really doing it. And you're like funny and great. And you just have like a, you're just like, you're good. You're good mm-hmm. out there. Taking mm-hmm. up good space, putting out good energy. But I even feel like through college, I can think of a couple crushes where I was like, wow, I feel like this could really be something. Unfortunately, <laughs> you were in a long-term relationship and oh, now you're married to them. Great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love to hear yeah. that. I mean, I do love it because you want, like, I pride myself, I think on having crushes now on good people, right? You don't have crushes mm. on like assholes. I mean, maybe yeah. you do, if that's your crush style, but more power to you. But I do feel like the hallmark of my crushes is that they're like decent people who I like to see happy. <laughs> yeah. I think I've a little bit of both. Like, I think for me, what I've thought about this week preparing for the podcast is recognizing that I think as a kid and as like a, even a teenager, I couldn't really tell what the difference was between like liking somebody enough to like truly want to date them and be with yeah. them versus just like, oh, like he's really cute and just like, mm-hmm. again, puts off good vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've gotten older, like, I think I have figured that out. Like there is just a level of like, I have crushes on lots of people because they're just, they yeah. put out good vibes, they put out good energy, like are cute, all of that thing, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't mean I want to, date them or be with them like to me there is a like a difference now like yeah definitely people that like I've met throughout my life that are in relationships and I'm like there's even if they Mm -hmm. were single I don't know if we would be together but like a little bit of crush on you because you're really cute and you got your shit together Mm -hmm. but then I also do think like 
so my type in college especially was like the asshole type like mm-hmm. I think on some level most heterosexual bisexual women women who are attracted to men um go through a phase where they like the asshole because of because mm-hmm. on some we're told that like we're told in society like we talked about twilight we could talk about all kinds of other media that we've consumed that has told us that you, you should like the bad boy, you should like the asshole mm-hmm. because you can change them. Yeah. Um, you can try to change them. Right? Your, like, love, that's our your love will change them. Right. It's like, uh, no, that's not possible. And that's unhealthy mm-hmm. and toxic as fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so my, my phase was definitely in college of that. And I think I've realized like, obviously through therapy and a lot of work that <laughs> I don't want to be with an asshole. Like most yeah. people shouldn't want to be with somebody who treats them like shit. Um, but I think like, I still might have like crushes on men that I'm like, mm, I don't really want to date you at yeah. all. Yeah. You are really hot, but I don't like, like you really, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back to the Mindy project, that line that Mindy does when she meets that one skateboarder dude, uh, oh, what like my body's really attracted to you, but when your mouth opens, <laughs> yeah. my, it's like no. Yeah. no. For me, I think that's another kind of crush mm-hmm. that I have, like as an adult, of like, yeah, you you are a fine piece of ass, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you other than stop just talking. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. those are my other types of crushes. I think that I still have as as adults of just like, yep, you're hot. You're hot that is it (laughs) you are hot um what is your opinion on the phrase girl crush that's a good question when I because like I never I didn't even really know that that was a thing until Little Big Town sang the Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. song girl crush (laughs) um and then Harry Styles covered it beautifully Mm -hmm. I think in our heteronormative society I'm really getting into the weeds now I think Mm -hmm. it's totally fine and totally normal that girls have girl crushes boys have boy crush whatever you want to call it yeah you are if you think a woman is cool you like her energy as well Mm -hmm. but you call yourself heterosexual having a girl crush is not the end of the world (laughs) yeah and I think it's healthy to admit that so do you and I texted you recently about a crush that I have on a girl and it is it's definitely not there's really not like a sexual element to it at all it is just like you're so cool <laughs> I want to be around you to like absorb some of this yeah. and I definitely I don't I can't remember if I said that I have a girl crush on that person I feel like I just called it a crush I don't mm, like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not using girl crush anymore and maybe that speaks to I feel like even if my girl crushes aren't there's not quite the like attract like physical attraction element of it Mm -hmm. it still just feels like I yeah girl crush is tainted by the evolution of the term girl boss where I just like Mm. oh why are we qualifying things like this yeah no I think that's I think that's a a really good point to bring up because again like in our heteronormative society like for you to say crush when it's when you have a crush on a girl like there is a level Mm -hmm. of I'm going to assume that you mean like somewhat sexual or physical, yeah. but like at the same time, now that we're talking about the fact that like some of my crushes are mostly platonic, like not platonic yeah. when it comes to men, like there is a level of like, I think that guy is attractive, but I'm never yeah. ever going to do anything with him because A, yeah. he's in a relationship and B, like even then I'm like, I don't know if that means like, just because I think he's cute and has good energy means like, I don't think I'd want to date him. 
so I, it is yeah. a funny like where does that fall on like platonic yeah. romantic crush like if you if it's like sometimes I think just about the the multi-universe theory of like maybe in one of the millions of universes that exist mm-hmm. like you and I are dating in one of them <laughs> yeah that's, maybe that's how I would define my crushes if like a multiverse Rachel is probably in a relationship with you and then I have a crush I on like you that. <laughs> no I like that I think that makes sense to me Mm-hmm. because like I do I do think I have like fewer crushes than I did when I was like 16 and also just trying to yeah. figure out my sexuality right but like mm-hmm. I yeah I think maybe like for me there is still a obviously a difference of like crushing on somebody and liking somebody like the yeah. men that I've liked in the last year I wouldn't say I had crushes on them like I genuinely liked them and wanted to date them but I can think of a few men that I would say like yeah I have, I have a little crush on him like mm-hmm. But it's again like very harmless. I think that's my thing too, is that yeah, crush is yes. harmless. Like I want to like make that very clear. Like we both have talked mm-hmm. about like having crushes on like married individuals. Like mm-hmm. it's harmless. Like we harmless. like I have zero desire to even try to mm-hmm. like do anything I involving respect the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is and not I respect something I'm trying to make mess with. I respect people that want to be in monogamous relationships. Like yeah. there is zero desire to do that. And I think for me, even back in high school, I do wonder like if that's kind of where the the line, like the line is drawn of like you, it's harmless when you just are like, yeah, he's cute. But when you were like actively trying to like be around that person all the time, mm-hmm. or be, like, like have that person like you back. Yeah maybe that's when it's like more than just a crush right yeah yeah more than just a well sorry go ahead well I'm thinking like going back to your girl crush girl crush question like maybe that's kind of a line to look at too at least for me because Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in like dating or being with a woman so for me like when I say like I might have like a little girl crush on like I'll always um, say Ashley Graham is one of my like celebrity mm-hmm. girl crushes. Like she just seems really cool and positive. I like what she stands for. Like as a woman who has a body type similar to hers to see her like living her mm-hmm. truth and just like being pretty vocal about stuff. Like she's one that I'm like, yeah, I like her. Yeah. But I don't like want to like make her like me back. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're almost having that conversation that's a new girl where they are trying to explain to Nick like what it means to like find a guy attractive you know what I mean? you know what I'm talking about that one episode where he's like I don't see it I don't understand what do you, like what do you mean as a man you say that that guy's attractive they're like dude it's like don't be like that he's like no I genuinely don't understand what are you talking about like I feel like anytime I have this yeah. kind of, these kinds of conversations that's what I always go back to where it's like mm-hmm. think about who would you who do you think is cute but you like you don't want to like necessarily have them like you back kind of a thing yeah that I think is a crush regardless of gender sexual orientation anything like that I have been thinking about a new term that I would like to coin and it is micro crush and I would define a micro crush as someone who is hot that you see at the grocery store and for like the duration of your shopping experience you um like maybe you've run into each other you like happen to be in the same aisle a couple of times but it's just this phenomenon of being able to plan like your life together in Mm -hmm. in 
in the, the time that you're in the grocery store and they're your micro crush. And then they're gone and you can't picture their face ever again. <laughs> like, I think that's beautiful. Like when I think about the number of times I see someone in a grocery store and I'm like, I bet you're great based on nothing other than your face and clothes. <laughs> Remember and when I we can't... talked about shallowness on dating? <laughs> yep. No, the grocery store is like main place for that. No, I think that's, yeah. I think that makes sense to me. I think, I mean, there's just a level of like, even in a relationship, like not, mm-hmm. I have not been in a relationship in a decade mm-hmm. and I am a firm believer in that. Like, I would think it's weird if you don't have those like little crushes in a relationship. Micro crush. I'm yeah. sorry, please use the term micro crush. <laughs> micro crush. Okay. Point by Rachel <laughs> TM. We're getting it trademarked. Um, I like for me again, like it, the whole point of a crush is that it's harmless and you're not actively trying to have that yeah. other person like you back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even in a relationship, like you can't just like shut off who you are and like what you like and your sexuality for just again, I think that's like the like toxic monogamy kind of relates back to this and that like it's not no I don't feel like it's normal to just be like I am only attracted and only yeah. to this one person the rest of my entire damn life mm-hmm. if I was dating somebody and they're like I only have eyes for you I'll be like that's fucking bullshit and a yeah. red flag to me sorry that was my like, dog Oliver <laughs> I feel like it's it is fine in your monogamous relationship or I don't know whatever your terms are like you would want your partner to only be interested in being in a relationship with you <laughs> like there's I feel like a hierarchy of priorities on that but yeah I feel it's just unrealistic there are eight billion people on the planet like how could you possibly and sometimes doppelgangers are a real thing and it can be very creepy and upsetting like Mm -hmm. you might there might be someone out there who looks a lot like the person that you're into or someone with a very similar personality that yeah Yeah. I think you're gonna pick up like if there's a level of insecurity that comes into play though about crutches like what like if I was to date if my partner told me that his celebrity crush was somebody that's like a total opposite of me mm-hmm. there's like a level of like I could understand like some people being like oh you, that's who you're crushing on then how do you like me like that yeah. like almost like I hate to say I think it's like an immature like response to it right where mm-hmm. it's like clearly they're also into you just because they're into somebody who looks the complete opposite of you mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not into you. Right. But I just wonder yeah. if there's, is like that level of like insecurity that exists, I think I in think some so. monogamous relationships, because you're not willing to like really address sexuality, attraction, like attachment, mm-hmm. any of that stuff that to me, it's like, I can't, I would love to have conversations with my future partner about like, Oh, that guy was really cute. Or like mm-hmm. just talking about talking about this stuff openly because again I think not talking about it is what breeds like those insecurities those those weird feelings to me that monogamy can bring up sometimes I also read I certainly read an element of the lady doth protest too much in it of like if you don't have any crushes or if you don't own up to any crushes then I assume that you are a a hotbed of crushes (laughs) And more than yeah. likely, like you're, if not acting on them, they're, it's like more than just these sort of benign, benign romantic crushes that we've been discussing. Conversely, I feel like if you are someone who's, who is insecure about like what a partner's up to, I feel like insecurity often goes hand in hand with deflection 
And it's like, okay, so what's going on with you? How are you mm-hmm. feeling about these other people? Are you upset about your partner's crushes because you know you're harboring some some serious feelings? Mm-hmm. In the spirit of a podcast that loves pop culture and celebrity crushes, we're now going to indulge uh, a celebrity crush shared by by Tanya and myself, and that is, of course, Mister Harry Styles. Oh, Harold. So he dropped his new single today. And when you guys listen to this, it'll be a few months in the future. And you'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. his whole album's out now, you weirdos. But we have new music <laughs> Today's from the him. day, guys. <laughs> we, we have new music for him and we are going to watch his new music video. So let me get it geared up here, Rachel. Give me one second. <laughs> I am into it. I have like seeing him so happy. Mm-hmm. There's something about seeing him so like as much as mm-hmm. I have feelings about him and Olivia Wilde together, <laughs> like yeah, that it's just so cute. Like you talk mm-hmm. about a cute smirk. Damn it, Harold! No one, it. no one does it better than Harry. No <sighs> one smirks better than Harry, except for that video of what's his face. But in <laughs> Over the longer period of time, Harry really, he gets it. He gets it. He does. He gets it. What's this jumpsuit? What's There was a pic, an image of his hands that I was like, damn, his hands are really, he has hot hands. See, but also uh, his nails are painted. It's great. It's all yeah. great. <laughs> For me, it was, his his eyes are just so beautiful. Like his eyes and, mm-hmm. and that hair. I, I love long hair. Harry stage for sure. Mm-hmm. I think mostly for nostalgia purposes at this yeah. point. But his like short swooped back like, hair yeah there but is, like maybe like of one that like one that could fall down it yep. yeah it feels like very like bridgerton-esque mm-hmm. on some level mm-hmm. but also very modern like i don't know i also feel like he's like his chest is getting more muscled like mm-hmm. if you really he's got like good shoulders yes he's uh guys we're willing to take a very controversial stance that harry styles is hot <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> first folks he's i know hot. we're the first to say it he's really hot i don't have a freaking <laughs> mouse pad with his face <laughs> on it <laughs> it's it's fine he is he, he's hot um, he knows mm-hmm. it like he he, he is does, a, yeah. he's a true he aquarius it. he knows how hot he mm-hmm. is <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's crushes. <laughs> we crushed it. I would say we crushed this episode. Rachel, you love a good pun. <laughs> yes. I do love a good pun. We definitely if ever, did. If I've ever heard you make a, a good pun in person, I have a crush on you. That's another thing. That's another rule of, of Rachel crushes. One, if I have a crush on you, we're dating in an alternate universe. Two, if you've ever made a crush in, in a public setting or a crush, a pun, I have a crush on you. We got it. We do have to end this. I'm going to stop talking so you can end it, but I've said crush too many times and the word has lost its meaning <laughs> for me. So, and my laptop battery is about to die. So that <laughs> means that it is time to sign off. So thanks again for joining us on another week. We will see you in a couple weeks. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. Bye pals. Bye friends. enjoying hope i did it again follow us on instagram at ope podcast please rate and review us on apple podcast and on spotify email us tell us your stories you can reach us at ope podcast 22 at gmail.com